0: where the phone never stops ringing. Cold calls and spam emails seem to pour in endlessly. And there is always someone that wants to buy you lunch for the chance to make you a client. This is where real salespeople pitch solutions to real problems while we snap out the BS. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast with your
1: host, Warren Spivak. So we're live. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. Today, my guest is Aaron Burton. Aaron is the founder of the Unconventional Oil & Gas Training. And we're going to not only talk about what does that mean, (laughs) unconventional oil and gas training, but also what are his philosophies. I'm very happy to have Aaron here today. So, Aaron, thank you for being on the show.
0: No, thank you for having me, Warren. It's, and you're right; unconventional oil and gas training is a mouthful. So
1: that's
0: why <laughs> my email address is at uogtraining.com. Try to yeah. try to shorten it up a little bit.
1: Totally. You know, I've heard a lot about your philosophies on training, and that the work unconventional is doing. That that word is actually well earned. I can't wait to get this exchange going. How do you feel? You ready to get this baby started?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's you know, it's, it's funny. I somebody the other day kind of commented of the name of my company and they're like, "Oh, how original, right? You're you're working on unconventional reservoirs." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> it was kind of a double play on words, too." I was like, "Yes, that was kind of the original way, but I consider my the way I teach unconventional in itself. And now now what I'm doing with the videos even further so it's kind of a play on words, unconventional resources, unconventional training techniques, things like that.
1: So many of us are audiovisual learners, right? And geography sometimes plays a role in challenges that oil and gas companies experience. If you're ready to kick this thing off, I would just want to start off by saying, who is your prospect? Like who right now needs to really be tuned in to what we're about to get into?
0: Yeah, so so my primary prospect is anybody that needs to speak the language of multi-stage completions for hydraulic fracturing. So so that's been my expertise. I worked for Baker Hughes for almost eight years, been on my own now for five years. So 13 years in the industry on that subject. And, uh, you know, if you're not, if you're really not familiar with it, the more common terms are going to be plug and perf, ball drop frac sleeves, annular fracturing or cold tubing fracturing. You know, it's kind of an interesting thing with multi-stage completions. I focus on the intermediate, or excuse me, the beginner to the intermediate level, just because... Once you get to the advanced level, it's really opinionated. It's it's more opinion based than fact based. So I've really focused in on those that need to speak the language, that need to talk to completion engineers. And so that includes anybody from the reservoir side, from the production side, finance side, students that just graduated that don't know much about completions that are going into a completion engineering role, or even a completion engineer that's kind of been siloed and tunnel vision to one specific type of completion. So so that's really what I'm. I focus on is that speak the language.
1: And then, in terms of just for a listener that may not be familiar with the multi-stage completions and how that relates to these these other teams, do you mind just doing a quick overview of teams that you often see and the communication and how this multi-stage portion of it kind of brings it all together?
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, so all of these unconventional reservoirs, at least the ones that I'm referring to. They are low permeability reservoirs and they, ju- they don't produce on their own. We've known about the U.S. Bakken since the 1950s, but it wasn't until 2007 that we really, really and truly unlocked it and got the rates we did. Same thing with the Permian Basin. We were focused on the conventional assets but and the conventional reservoirs, but it wasn't until 2014 or so that we really started focusing on the unconventional, the low permeability, because it was always believed those would not be economic. So once mm-hmm. we applied the techniques of drilling horizontal wells, into a target reservoir, placing hydraulic fracture stages and dividing those that lateral into multiple stages, that's what really is the key to these reservoirs. Now, in these types of times, you know, efficiency is definitely critical. And the way I see it, and, and we were focused on this even beforehand, operators are typically siloed amongst themselves. You have the drilling team, you have the completion team, and then you have the production team. And they all have their own budgets. They communicate with each other some, But a lot of times they have the authority to act independently. For example, I've seen the scenario over the years with my background being completions where the completion engineers really wanted to try a certain technique. But when they presented it to the drilling, the drilling people, the drilling team, they turned it down and they said, no, you're not going to add a million dollars to my AFE and make me lose my bonus. You're going to get this type of completion and you're going to like it. So as we integrate those and we break those silos down, I think that's really the key to unlocking more efficiencies and unlocking production, which, you know, I think oil is at $18 a barrel today for West Texas. So so that's going to be very critical going forward.
1: Well, great. Thank you for that. And if you want, we'll put on the screen share for the viewers that are watching online. And then for our listeners, we'll do the best job we can to really share with you everything we can about Aaron's presentation as we go. Yeah, absolutely. So Aaron, here we have, we got your deck up. I know there's a lot of content that we'll be talking about. Fire away. This is really, this is interesting. And more importantly, I feel like there's some angles that you're going to share that will be kind of like cutting edge in terms of how people learn and how people remember information.
0: Yeah. And that's my hope with this. This is what I'm getting really excited about. You know, I've been talking about doing video on demand training now for over two years, and I finally started putting in the work and sitting down and doing it October of last year. And right as I'm getting ready to launch, pretty close to release, COVID-19 happened. So (laughs) on one hand, you could argue that having the virtual and digital content is a benefit. On the other hand, I'll argue that nobody wants to spend money right now. So kind of interesting. The sales are trickling in slowly, but you know, I, I really see this as the future of oil and gas training and well, training in general.
1: You know, the thing about you doing this online and having it on demand, isn't one of the critical components or benefits to somebody who ends up working with your company is that this information, the, the teachings that you share, the content. they have access to it for a long period of time versus just, you know, doing a live seminar where you have an instructor at a podium and then suddenly you've got potentially people that want to revisit material. And really the old way to do that is you got to go find your materials or try to hope that you remember. And in this scenario, you're able to actually find it, revisit it, and actually retake the lesson if that's what's required. Yeah, absolutely,
0: and that's been my
1: whole business model,
0: and and that's what it's all about, making it more effective. So the subscription will be for a year when you purchase the course. So like you said, you can go back and review it, and you know I'm basing all of this based on my the way I learn and and the way I absorb material. You know it's it's always great to go and listen to a presentation, and you know the when you leave you're like, man, that was a great presentation, and you've absorbed let's call it eighty percent. I don't know the exact numbers, but there's plenty of studies out there. Then, you know, two weeks later, I might remember 40%. Six months later, I'm like, oh, what was that again? <laughs> so, you know, you, you lose, especially if it's not something you use on a daily basis. I at least have a tendency to lose it. So that that's what this type of training and why I've structured it the way I have, is to try to help with the actual learning and absorption of the knowledge, not just hearing it one time and being done. Yeah, so I'll go through some of the benefits here. So the first two benefits is really what I found in my company on, you know, convenience. It eliminates the cost and the hassle of travel. So the whole premise of my company when I originally started is I would go to companies and do in-house training for them. That way they didn't have to send 30 people to me. They could pay me to travel and go into their, their facilities and use their facilities. So I saved a lot of time and obviously time is money. And also just I've saved a lot of direct money in the form of flights, driving, things like that. And, you know, like we said, it's take at your own pace. My presentation got out of order there. That's all right. Yeah. And overall, my style of teaching is just a little bit different. I'm a big visual learner. So that's what I try to incorporate with all of mine, even in my in-person classes. You know, and I think this is a great example because I know there will be a lot of just podcast listeners that can't see the video I'm about to show. And I think it'll really kind of impact because I can talk about it. And if you know the tools really well, you probably can get a good visualization. But if you don't know what a plug is, you don't know what wireline is, you don't know what perforations are and kind of the process of pumping them down, it's really tough to kind of visualize that and learn it. Yeah, so over the years, I've really developed the way I teach to be a lot more visual. And so what we're looking at here is, is your typical plug and perf job. We've already fractured our first stage, so we have the injection points in the wellbore and you pump down your wireline assembly to get to your second stage. So you pump down that wireline assembly, once it gets to the intended depth, then you're going to, you've got all your com- different components that we go through. And then once it gets to the intended depth, you set the plug, you use electric signals to fire your perforations, and then you pull out a hole with your wireline assembly. And once you're out of hole, you rig down wireline and begin fracturing that second stage.
1: You so- know what I like about this? I mean, just as somebody who, again, I'm an audiovisual learner, you have especially in the oil and gas industry, you have people throwing around terms and acronyms and a lot of, you know, it's just natural for people just to nod their head like they know what the hell everybody's talking about. And the truth is, is sometimes you don't and you really want somebody to show it to you and make you understand it. And what I just saw here, what I like about it is not only did we see the animation of what was happening in this video, but it also labels and names, what we're looking at. And so I want to say kudos to you, Aaron, for doing that, because this is one of the number one things I hear about from everybody who either is very new to oil and gas or they're kind of mid-level. They just, you know, they're because of the upstream, downstream, midstream, and there's all these different components to what the industry is. This is very, very, inclu- I feel like it's inclusive to where somebody could come in here, look at this and actually walk, walk away understanding what the hell they just saw.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. That's, you know, and that's the whole point, you know, and that, a lot of that comes from my background. So I graduated in mechanical engineering, grew up in Mississippi, didn't know anything about oil and gas. So when I came into the oil and gas industry, there was a steep learning curve and a lot of acronyms used, a lot of just people unintentionally talking over your head. And so that's kind of the objective here is to shorten the learning curve. You know, when I started my business, especially, I was only eight years out of school. So I still remembered what it was like to, to have that difficulty. So, so that's what I tried to focus on. And all of my courses start at the beginner level and work the way up to the intermediate so that you get that fundamental knowledge first. And hopefully, anyway, my intention is that you pick up enough along the way that you understand the intermediate as well. And, you know, and a lot of it too. So I still remember courses in college where instructors literally scanned textbook put it on the projector and read it to us. And at least for me, that's very ineffective. So having someone read to me doesn't do anything, but if I can see it, if I can touch it, I can work out equations, then it really starts and helps my learning process as well.
1: And this really goes back to this principle where for a long time, when you heard you were going to some kind of a continued education course or OSHA training or whatever this component is, where you're really needing the information for preparation in your career on the flip side to walk into a place and basically be read to you know having slides and really just ha- being read to right. in a way where it's a it's an instructor it's a podium and you better not have add if you're going to sit in a classroom like that for eight hours your big thing here is that that's everything that you're going up against that like you're your philosophy is make it interactive, make it visual, somehow, some way, make it, not, make it kind of the opposite of a person behind a podium.
0: Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of interesting how I kind of developed that skill over the years, just because I was doing so many different presentations in so many formats. And at one point in time, I was very, very dependent on the green laser pointer, right? And all of a sudden, I believe I was in Saudi Arabia and I've been doing this presentation for a while, very comfortable with it, but I relied on that laser pointer too much. And it was a crowd of about 250 people, and they're spread out all over the room. There's there's about 50 screens in there because you know not everybody can see the main screen, and the main screen absorbs my laser pointer anyway. So that's you know getting in those kind of situations is really what's evolved it into at least in my training techniques, where you're not relying on seeing me. Actually, in all my training videos, I don't appear but you can see the motion. You can see the screen, things like that.
1: And then just for me to have a better understanding and anyone who's watching, listening, what is like, from a curriculum standpoint, unconventional oil and gas training, what does this, like, can you give me some ideas and courses that are available so that if somebody right now is going like, this is interesting, but I wonder if there's a course for what I need, can you walk me through anything to that level?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I do have the paid course, you know, under the current circumstances, it's a hundred bucks for the year long subscription. So, you know, I tried to level the playing
1: field wow. for everyone. I'm sorry, go ahead. I say that that's incredible. So right now, I guess because of the COVID-19, is that what you're saying? That right now for a hundred dollars, people can access this platform.
0: Right, right. Correct. Yeah. So, so, and it's, that's my core course. It's a day long. Honestly, with the new material, it's probably going to be more like a quarter, one and a day, a quarter day so a little bit over a day, which translates into somewhere between five and six hours of actual video time, just because we're not taking breaks, you know, no, no lunchtime and stuff like that. But, you know, at least my logic there was uh, for a hundred bucks, I, I know a lot of people have sat at home and purchased impulse buys for a hundred bucks on Amazon. So I hope to level the playing field and give everybody an opportunity. And, you know, I know there are a lot of cases out there too, where a hundred bucks is, you know, questionable. So I do actually have a, about a It's a typical lunch and learn course for free. It's content from the other course, about 45 minutes to an hour long. And it's called the basics of multi-stage completions. And that's what it's designed to do is give you 100% the basics. You should at least be able to speak the language of what is plug and perf, what what are the sleeves, things like that. And then I have other free resources as well through my video blog and a lot of other stuff. So like I said, I want to level the playing field regardless of your financial situation. So trying to adjust for the times
1: it's it's like that old joke they say you can learn to ballroom dance in eight short lessons or one really really long painful (laughs) you know with your course basically this is an opportunity to have access to the curriculum you pay your hundred bucks you now have it you can train when you want not only on demand what curriculum you're taking the class of but also when you take it and then what about people who have questions like how do you handle if somebody has purchased one of your classes and they're just going like, there's this thing that I feel like it missed and I'm, not, I'm just guessing here, right? But, you know, normally in a classroom, we get to raise our hand and ask a question. How does somebody, how do you respond to that potentiality?
0: Well, you know, I'll be interested to, I'm very curious to see how that part of the business evolves, right? Because that is the downside of virtual training is you don't get to ask those questions. So obviously right now, as it's kind of trickling out there, then, you know, first things first with me is customer service. So, you know, I've jumped on a couple of calls and a lot of these are just free users as well. So a guy from Germany emailed me last night because he had sent in my video blog and had questions. So we've got a, a call scheduled for next week sometime. So, yeah, it's really, but I don't know where that evolves to, especially mm-hmm. if it's maybe a company that has 30 people in it, then maybe we do a webinar afterwards, a Q&A mm-hmm. webinar. And that's what I've been doing currently with the students and it's been working pretty well. So, so when all of this started, I was scheduled to speak at several universities and obviously all of those have canceled, but one of them, particularly Penn State, they were actually relying on it to get elective credit and some of them were relying on it to graduate. So as soon as we had to cancel the trip, I cranked out the videos, got them ready for release and then worked with the department so that the students could have access to the course for free. We jumped on webinars to do Q and A sessions. And they all graduated, and and something forty or forty-two, I think, and I finished the semester. And now I've got Texas A&M and Marietta College, University of Houston, and several others in the works. So, so that's kind of how I'm doing it with all of them, giving them three weeks or so to take the mm-hmm. course, and then we're just jumping on a hour-long, two-hour-long Q&A session. So. It, that's great. Be- you
1: know, what's interesting, here it is, you know, I, I do want to get into a little bit about the training that you do that's offline, you know, that you're in person and all of that. But this is a new, this is a new platform you just launched is what I'm gathering, you know, I, you know, just knowing you and knowing how long you've been doing this. I'm just now in this interview, realizing this is kind of a fresh thing for you, as far as people having access and your clients having access to this online teaching. And then again, the cancellations you're mentioning, I just want to clarify because I never know when people are listening to these episodes. But if you're in the year 2025 and you're going like, why did he have cancellations? We are, we're in the middle of that whole COVID-19 thing going on where you can actually go to your favorite coffee joint and you're the first one in line if you dare to go outside. It's, it's a very interesting time. So a lot of people have strapped down not only their operating budgets but there's a lot of people like grounded to their house right now if you're listening to this fresh off the press i can imagine for you aaron that this has been a challenging time you're you're launching your business and i want to i want to encourage you it's often even elon musk said in a quote that owning a business biz- <laughs> owning a business is sometimes more, diff- chewing glass is easier than owning a business at yes. certain times, right? And right. so for you to, to have all this excitement and, and have this really cool component that you've added to your business, I would hope and encourage anybody to take a look at it. And this is a perfect way to take advantage of the downtime in many ways, especially if you're in the oil and gas industry and you're looking for your next big thing, your next job, and you want to expand your knowledge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And It's what a time to launch a business, but you know, it's, it's fine too. You just adjust with the times and go with it. You know, I fully expected even in the good times for it to kind of be a trickle down effect. And so it's kind of been what I've expected. And just because, you know, I, I found purpose really quickly by sharing my knowledge with, with students and with those that have been laid off and stuff like that. So, so that's kind of kept me focused and, you know, it's always valuable to get the feedback from it as well. So
1: how many, how many hours of training are in, are in the modules right now?
0: So it's somewhere between five and six hours. So like I said, a- equivalent to about a day and a quarter class because you have to remember in an in-person class, you have breaks every so often. You have lunch, an hour for lunch, things like that. So, so a day-long course typically translates into four to five hours of actual video content.
1: And then once you complete this, is there some kind of certificate you receive? And then what's only because I'm just not clear on this, when I get this certificate, who cares? I want to know, like, where would this certificate go that somebody would be like, wow, I'm so glad you did this. What employer is going to want to know about this? Or, you know, can you expand on that?
0: Yeah, so it all depends on your situation, right? So so one of the things that really keeps me doing the volunteer teaching at the universities and stuff like that is that the results I hear from the students and, and how it benefits them. So let's see, February of last year, I taught a course at Texas Tech and there was, best I remember, 30 or 40 people. And I had lunch with one of the organizers last fall. And we sat down to lunch. And he was like, look, I just wanted to thank you again for your course. We had three students get a job because of your course. And I'm like, what, how? That's fantastic. And so what happened is they, they printed off the certificate. And they had it in their resume pack. The interviewer saw the resume or saw the certificate and said, oh, so you know a little bit about this. And so they asked them, you know, some simple questions and they were able to answer them. And apparently the interview, and this was two different companies that hired the three people, but apparently the interviewer told the students afterwards that having that fundamental knowledge really set them above everybody else. And that's a large part of why they got it. So so that's always phenomenal to hear that kind of feedback. You know, if you're, and I I don't know enough about this, so I can't say for sure this is the case, but I I know some of the in-person courses that I've taught in the past that were just under my brand. I have had students request the certificate because they are professional engineers. And at least what I gathered from talking with them, it sounds like they're able to convert that into credits, even if it is just just my certificate.
1: Terrific. That's great. So in addition to like engineers and students, like I, I think anyone who's in college right now or just got out of school and they're, you know, we have many listeners that are just kind of like trying to keep their finger on the pulse of what's going on. It's a very disruptive time, not just in oil and gas, but just in the economy as a whole. But people have more downtime right now. I mean, if you're if you just got out of school and you don't you haven't really secured the career path that you've you're really aiming for, it sounds like this could really make an impact and it could kind of be like add a little sizzle to the resume in terms of engineers that are taking the course Could you expand on any other type of professionals that might find these modules to be something that either adds bandwidth of their knowledge of the industry or just might be something helpful for these other professionals?
0: Yeah, so the interesting thing is that a lot of my customers on the training end have been on the financial community or service companies to the service companies. For example, a tubular encasing company, they don't do anything directly with completions but everything about completions affects their business and their customers have to they talk in completion terms so they need to be able to effectively communicate with their customers when they're talking cool tubing and frank sleeves and things like that another interesting one is dissolvable alloys like you see with dissolvable plugs or composite materials like you see with composite plugs all of those companies are, are typically in the aerospace industry or you know something outside so so they have a really good they, they have some of the sharpest engineers out there but They also know what, they don't fully understand what the composite or the dissolvable alloys are used for at the end of the day. So, So they found this type, of course, very useful as well. The introduction to what their products are actually being used for in the oil and gas industry.
1: So let's talk about money. Like if I own a business and I've got employees, to me, every time I have to do a training, every time I have to like have employees like leave what they're doing day in, day out to go learn some modules or go to some continuing education, that costs me a lot of money. Not only that, I don't even think the people that are having to go to the trainings are always doing so like clicking their heels, right? I mean, we all, all of us understand the downside to training. And we also really embrace the upside because there's a reason why you do it. It makes your people better. It makes your customer experience better. And it goes all up and down the gamut. What are the benefits that you see right now for those people listening and, and they're saying, okay, what kind of money does this save? Obviously, it sounds like this is very affordable, palatable for people to purchase. And the second thing is, is what about from a time standpoint and productivity, and productivity standpoint, right. what do you see the benefit?
0: Yeah. So, and you hit on something kind of interesting too that I should mention. So the software, and this is the beauty of technology, right? In these times, you don't just sign into the course and get a certificate either. The software tracks and and you have to have, I think it's 90% of the modules done to get a certificate too. So you actually get, you know, whether they've taken it or not. The other thing, and, and I put this somewhere in my marketing material, you know, let's say it's just in Houston, even, you know, the saying in Houston is it takes an hour to get from Houston to Houston. So you know, not only is it you're talking about the cost of the course itself, but you're also talking about let's just say it's an hour one way due to traffic or whatever else. I mean, that's one hour there in the morning, one hour back. That's two hours per employee that you send to that course. That that adds up to a lot of time that they could be you know doing something productive. So it, it, I think it saves, on, not to mention any mileage they might have a, you know acquired during that. So, so I think it saves a lot of money just by eliminating the travel. You know, they take it wherever they can, especially in these times where they're kind of where we're all trapped in our proverbial caves. They don't have to go anywhere. They can take it at their own pace and keep moving forward. So some of the other benefits, Warren, that I really like to focus on and what I really am excited about is, you know, like we talked about review as often as you need to achieve better understanding. So you don't have to rely on that one time to gather it, but also use it as a dictionary after you've taken the course. You go back when you have specific questions, and that's the way I've laid this particular course out. It's not one five hour video, one six hour video. it's in chunks and and it's like that for a couple of reasons. So we'll go to what my actual website looks like on the back end and what the modules look like
1: but before you do that, I want to ask, is it searchable so you, in reference to the dictionary and the glossary, is it fully searchable? so let's say i went let's say I do this class and I can't remember half of the crap that I learned parted my French. And then like four days later or like three weeks later, I'm going, I know I saw a module on this exact subject. Do I just go back into the site and I can search it or how does that work?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, and that's what I, I'm not going live on the internet just because, you know, how internet connectivity can mess up the Zoom calls. But I do have a video showing exactly that, showing the end and the, the searchability there.
1: Okay. So here we are. We're the unconventional oil and gas training website this is interesting i'm looking just at the modules you know yes they're numbered and they're titled but it looks like it also shows the completion percentage
0: yeah that's correct yeah like i said the software can track you know that people actually are taking it before they issue the certificate and and you have traceability on the certificate too so you can't necessarily have one person create the certificate and then go in and Photoshop somebody else's name because that tracking number is actually there. So there's traceability there too.
1: Keeping them honest, Aaron, huh?
0: That's right, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, so here with this, so this is what the back end looks like. Like you said, I've got the main modules here that are broken up into different subject matters. But if you take it later on and you decide, man, what was that about dissolvable plugs? I, I need to go back and see that. Now you go in on the back end and all of these videos are very short videos anywhere from 30 seconds to four minutes. Typically, I don't think there's any videos longer than four minutes. And that's for two reasons. First, attention span. I did a lot of research on this. All of my video blogs are less than five minutes. And it's because of attention span. Typically, at least most studies show that after about three minutes, you're done. So now as you're taking the course, you don't watch six hours continuous, you watch a section, you have a minute to digest it and wh- and you have to stop, move your mouse and move on to the next one. So it hopefully prevents you from getting tunnel vision. And then it gives you this feature here where it's almost like a dictionary. So now right here, we're looking for dissolvable plugs. Well, if it's in this particular section, it's a minute and 30 seconds long. That would be a pain to find if it was a six hour continuous video. So that's the whole purpose is that you can go through, you can find specific topics that you have questions on and go right to them. And then if you wanted to go and you needed to remember something about diverters. There's the diverters. Very easy to identify. And then, you know, once again, back to the bigger modules, if you needed to remember how they compared, then you could go back to module seven here, click in there, and then there's all of the ways that they compare. So it's very easy to go back in and find specific sections and use this technology as a dictionary.
1: Terrific. And I, I gotta agree with you, yes. Watching a six hour class or video, that is not <laughs> that is not ideal. You know five minutes people can really focus on and and you can break it up into parts so definitely in agreement with that
0: yeah and it's been interesting to hear the feedback from the users so some of them have sat down and taken it all at one time and they've liked it that way and some of them are designating 30 minutes a week to it and so they can you know take it at their own pace and so I, i was kind of interested to hear the feedback on the shorter videos and having to click and so far I've heard nothing negative about it, only positive for the exact reasons I'm talking about. They're like, yeah, it, every time I started to kind of nod off, I had to stop, click and move on. So it brought me back. And so it seems to be very effective from the feedback I've gotten so far.
1: Hey, and if you have a sleeping disorder, we're going to invite, we're going to do like a full six hour video that you guys can watch just yeah, right before right. bedtime, right? That's right. No, it's it, It's so true. <laughs> the idea of being engaged and by adding the component of actually seeing that you're submersed in the course where there's certain points, and it's not like after 10 minutes, you're talking about after really learning something critical within a minute and a half, you're now clicking for your next piece. And if someone really, I mean, in all honesty, it sounds funny, but some people do, they, they like snooze when they're taking online classes. At least in this case, it's not like when you're watching YouTube at night and you wake up and you're like, somehow your YouTube automatically just played 90 hours of freaking videos, right. you, in this case, you're going like, well, you didn't click the button, so you know where you left off. And, right. and that's gotta have a, a value too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, like I said, I base it on the way I learn. And if it's a continuous video, my attention span is shot after about three to five minutes. So, mm-hmm. so if I'm in a presentation or a webinar, and that's actually, I mean, you can probably tell I'm standing up here I don't like sitting down and staring at a computer for too long. So sure. so if I am sitting down, I'll have to watch 3 to 5 minutes and then I'll stand up yeah. to kind of reinvigorate myself, you know.
1: Yeah. Do you want to get into your other trainings? I know I know this online thing is is your baby and I'm I hope and encourage anyone who's listening that's in the market for anything like this whether it's someone who's trying to further their career or someone who has a company that this really needs to be kind of the mandatory training, I think any of us would want to support you and help you. But what about the other stuff that you do? I know that you really are truly a instructor and a trainer. Do you mind getting into that a little bit? So we, you know, we'll all kind of know what you do, like as a day, like for your day job?
0: Yeah, well, the day job, I mean, it's, it literally can be anything, right? That's the beauty of consultancy. So, so I do the training as well. And, you know, like I said, my whole business model has been to, travel to the customer save them the time and hassle of travel and then i do it and i work with the customers to work out whatever's best so in some cases you know a full day course is pretty disruptive right so so what i'll do is i'll teach it over two days we'll take an afternoon to cover the first half and then the second day we'll do another afternoon to cover the second half that way their employees have all morning to work and it's not near as invasive of their time so So I still try to take these concepts of time savings and keeping everybody effective at their jobs, even when I'm doing the in-person courses too.
1: So what I'm hearing you say is if you have a company, no matter where it is, instead of having 20 employees disappear for a day or two days and flying them or driving them anywhere, you can actually have Aaron show up to your location, do the training, and that's got to save a lot of money. But let me ask you this. What is it that differentiates you in those moments from just being a dude behind a podium?
0: Well, so I hate getting behind the podium. As you can probably (laughs) tell with my emotions and everything now, I do move around a lot. You know, and I think a lot of it just is the visual teaching. One of the benefits, and it's funny because as I've developed this over the years, I created all of my animations based on what I would stop and draw on the board. Mm. So... So all of the videos are based on what I used to draw and I'm a terrible artist by the way. So half the time, those were just garbage, but at least got the point across. So, you know, in the benefits, to a certain extent, I expect this, this type of technology to cannibalize some of the in-person training courses, but you, I, you know, you never get a, you'll never replace the team building aspect if it's your company everybody taking the course and interacting and learning from each other as well as myself. And you also, you know, When you're in person you have the consultancy built in to a certain extent because you can ask questions and answers and get that interaction so Mm. you know i see these the in-person versus the video as kind of being complimentary i'll figure it out as i go along but i I think in the long term you know i could if somebody prefers the in-person course i could see them also wanting to get the content of the video as well so they can review it six months later so have the access to the dictionary things like that so So I really think these are going to be very complementary and supplementary products for each other.
1: And then before we close this thing out, I know we've talked about due diligence teams, completion teams, multi-stage completions, product completions, and all of that. Now that we've kind of gone through these modules and how you do the training and all that, do you want to bundle this all up for us and kind of button it up so that regardless of where we fit inside those different arenas, that we can figure out how to maximize and leverage our knowledge of unconventional oil and gas training?
0: Yeah, so it's, so, you know, talking about the, the title being a little bit long, unconventional oil and gas training. So when I released all these, I, I created a second website as well. Very easy to find, just www.uog.training. And if you type, mistype it and put uogtraining.com, I've got it linked. So it'll go there too. So, <laughs> you know, I'm a private guy. So being out there in the public on social media and everything else is a little bit creepy for me sometimes, but I understand that doing what I do, it's critical that people are, it's easy to find me, right? So not hard to find me out there, but you know, it all depends on what you want. If you just need the basic stuff, I have plenty of free content out there in the form of the, the free course itself or my video blogs. And then You know if you take that content it's something that you're really interested in and want to expand your knowledge then you also have the paid version and then you have the in-house courses and a variety of other things like i said consulting is is a pretty beautiful thing because it literally can be anything i've created presentations for people in the past and stuff like that so
1: perfect well with that if there's any last thing you want to say i want you to let us know but i think this was really a productive session I think for people who training is part of their business or for folks that are right now you know, on the sidelines and wanting to consider something to do with their time that actually would benefit them in learning, this is it, right? Aaron Burton, thank you so much for being here. Unconventional, I do see it as unconventional and I thank you for sharing this. I'll let you close it out and then I'll shamelessly plug the podcast as we close down.
0: Sounds great. Warren, I can't thank you enough. This was a lot of fun to do this. Very excited about your new podcast. I love the entrepreneurship world. So the whole theme of the pitch podcast, I think it's going to be fantastic. So I'm really excited about everything else that you're going to be putting out there as well. You know, I think I'll just leave everybody on a note. It would be more relevant to these times. So if you're watching again in 2025, assuming that we've recovered, (laughs) which we will, it might not be quite as relevant, but you know, if you're in the oil and gas industry, a couple of things right now. I know times are tough, but first and foremost, we're a hardworking industry. Don't forget to enjoy the downtime a little bit. Work on that li- work-life balance and work on the life balance right now. With any luck, we'll be ba- back to being overworked in no time at all. And the other thing too, you know, it's it's really frustrating because we're a very generous and helpful industry and we've been told to sit at home and do nothing. And that's the best thing we can do. And that doesn't sit well with with us just keep in mind that what we do on a daily basis, providing affordable and reliable energy is keeping the front lines running. It's keeping the hospitals with electricity. It's keeping food and groceries going to the grocery stores. It's keeping PPE to the health front lines as well. So, so take a minute and be proud of what you do on a daily basis as well. So with that, I think that's all I have to say, Warren. Thanks again for having me on and look forward to many more podcasts in the future.
1: All right, Aaron. Well, thank you again for being here on the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. For you out there, if your company has a real solution to a real problem, I want to hear from you. Come on the show and prove it here on the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Warren Spiewak, and I will see you on our next episode. Thank you, Aaron.
0: Yeah, thank you.
2: Hi everybody, Alex here with the events on deck. So obviously we are in uh, unprecedented times right now and have been unable to carry out our last couple of happy hours that we had scheduled for last month. We have chosen to delay them and we'll continue to update you on when exactly we will be able to have those events again. Obviously we're following along the recommended guidelines of the CDC and the World Health Organization. So we're really looking forward to seeing you and we're hoping that these events are gonna happen sooner rather than later, but for now stay tuned and we will keep you posted on those dates. Also, just wanna say thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to Oil & Gas Global Network. We are fortunate to already have been a virtual company before the coronavirus and all of these issues started plaguing various countries. And we just want to continue bringing you guys the best information and to the best of our ability, keep you informed, especially while everyone is at home or at least most more people than ever before are at home. So we just would like to thank you for continuing to tune in and continuing to listen. And we hope that everyone is staying safe and we wish everyone the best. And thanks again. Check us out
0: next week for another witty and sometimes spicy episode of the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.